If you're lucky, you listen to them talk. They're on their way up and they can't stop. For all things great, iron and hard top. It's Kevluinski since the sandbox. Welcome back to Since the Sandbox. My hiatus is over for now. Um, I might take a sabbatical later. We'll see on my parole. Um, <laughs> but we're here back with sophomore slump or success with the defensive side of the football. Twist. Yeah, I know. I like this one a lot more because I feel like offense is a little more consistent and defense is harder to predict, at least a little bit. For these young guys, at yeah. least, you know, at this point in their careers. So uh, let's get it started off with one of the guys that was a top defensive prospect last year. Um, this guy was taken top 10 in the draft, and, you know, he was really looked at as kind of like a utility player, someone mm -hmm. that could thrive at multiple positions mm -hmm. in the NFL. Um, and that was a pick that was taken by Arizona. And we have Isaiah Simmons here. Mm -hmm. So Isaiah Simmons plays, uh, obviously, for the Arizona Cardinals. He played that hybrid linebacker position. And um, I definitely had this one being a little bit of a tough one. I do have Isaiah Simmons having some success yeah. in year two. And I just think, you know, for someone of his stature, it takes a little bit more to get acclimated to what they're really supposed to have is like a, a professional role in the NFL. So I definitely think that the Cardinals as a team might look more as a, a unison this year. And I definitely think that that defensive side of the ball is going to be a lot better. Yeah, I agree. And it, I feel like it's going to be a Jabril Peppers situation where it's like he can do it. Like he's too small-ish for a linebacker. He's too big kind of to be a safety. But like he's fast enough to play both. So I just think that now that they have J.J. Watt coming in for pressure on one side, you Healthy have Chandler, Chandler Jones. Jones yep. I just think there's room for him to grow. And yep. not even that, like, they have to figure him out. Like, I mean, the Giants, like, really figured out what to do with Jabril Peppers. Like, because where was yep. he before? That Was it Cleveland? Yeah. Like, they had no idea what to do with him. He was a first-round pick. Yeah, dude. He would, <laughs> didn't he, like, wasn't he in, like, a trade package? Yeah. Like, with, with Odell. Yeah, like, so, I mean, that's a big piece at least in value-wise, and those guys are really valuable. I mean, like on a team like the Pats, that guy could do anything. Oh, for sure. So I think I think they'll figure out what to do with him, and it'll definitely improve. Yep. Yeah, I also have success. I mean, I think... Okay, then, you know, Kev. Okay, then, Kev. <laughs> on the football, okay. Okay. Uh, no, but, I mean, for a lot of the reasons you said, Steve, I, I expect that Cardinals team to definitely step it up a little bit this year. They kind of underachieved last year. I mean, I... You know, definitely saw them possibly making the playoffs. I mean, I know they were right there, but I even expect that offense to take a step up too, which I think will help guys like Isaiah Simmons on the defensive end because they won't be on the field as much. I expect Kyler to take that jump. Obviously, D-Hop's been there a year now, so he's going to be acclimated. And yes, I just expect the whole team as a whole to, to take that step up. But I think if the offense, like I said, can waste more time on the, on the, on the field, put drives together, that'll just help the defense. And, and, and you know, obviously this kid's young, so... The, the more you can, you know, have him off the field now, the more it'll better it'll be for your future once he hits his prime because he won't have as many minutes on the field. For mm -hmm. sure. No, that was definitely that was definitely um one that that we had to talk about, you know, with him being such a high for uh, high pick. Um, but another one I wanted to go to who was also um, a player that that we talked about a lot actually before the last NFL season talked about his impact, and I would definitely say that he underperformed last year. I'm waiting to hear your opinion on this guy, but it's Patrick Queen. And, yeah. and I honestly think that this is going to be a slump, and it's hard to say that because he was such a tremendous talent. And, Anthony, I'm definitely not disrespecting any of your players there with, with Patrick Queen, but my whole thing is, is like, whenever 
the Ravens had a linebacker that came in and took that middle. You felt it. You could control it. And that wasn't what we got with Patrick Queen. We got that with C.J. Mosley a little bit to an extent. Obviously obviously not to the same extent of Ray Lewis. But you just didn't feel that with Patrick Queen. I'm not saying to give up on him. But to have that impact of a Darius Leonard type linebacker, you would feel it already. Um, So that's why I'm going to go in the direction of slump. Not saying that he can't improve, but... I don't think he's going to be, you know, one of those standouts. Yeah, I think it's kind of the situation where it's like this is the biggest. It's either going to be the most successful guy out of the group we're going to talk about or the least successful. Because with Patrick Queen, like you have to fill Matthew Judon's shoes a little bit while trying to kind of be your own person and like not screw up what the Ravens defense already has. It's about toughness, about turning the football over and and kind of like really putting the hurt to people. That's what the Ravens have done since... We were kids, you know what I mean? That's just their M.O. But I I like him a lot. I loved him coming out of the draft. He's fast. He's explosive. I think this is a success just because I think he's going to have more of a role to fit into. And I feel like last year it was kind of already set in stone who was where, and he was just trying to fill in with the limited reps he did have. Yeah, shout out Uncle Tony. I'm with you, Lou. I also got Patrick Queen for the success. I mean, this was a guy we were all high on last year. I know I had him in the preseason um predictions you know having him winning defensive rookie of the year mm-hmm. obviously you know he didn't live up to the hype but I'm with you Lou I think it's success I think you know like I said before like he's had a year under his belt now he's acclimating I feel like a lot of the time you know it's obviously you know that step from college to pro is I, I would imagine probably harder for defensive people on the defensive end of the ball just because you know linemen are stronger wide receivers are faster running backs are faster and stronger so obviously for a guy like Patrick Queen I'm going to give him the benefit of the doubt and I'm going to call success I mean I think he's acclimated to the NFL now he knows what to expect and like Lou said I think they will give him more of like a role this year where he can be like he knows what they're going to want from him and it's not going to have to be a kind of you know go out there and figure it out situation so Uncle Tony even though I'm Bill's Mafia Success for Patrick Queen. Shout out the Ravens. The flock. Go flock. Oh, ah. man, Kev. I still can't believe that, that you're a Bills fan. Ah. It drives me crazy. Yeah, he next year to be the Falcons if they win. <laughs> Listen, I got I got red, white, and blue in my heart, whether it's the Bills or the Pats. doesn't matter. Oh, man. That's a silver. I thought it was blue and yellow. And yellow, yeah. <laughs> it's for the Rams. Oh, man. But, but guys, the next defensive sophomore slumper success I wanted to talk about actually comes from the Super Bowl winners, and that's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And we know that they drafted Antoine Winfield last year. Um, his father did play professionally, and we obviously know that this guy had some huge success. It was a big impact, the reason why uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers defense was really thriving last year, you know? So I I think Winfield is actually going to have success. I think he's a more important part of that defensive back room than someone like a Carlton Davis is, who was talked about um, and got a lot of high praise throughout the playoffs for you know his coverage. And I'm not saying that he's a bad player. I just think Antoine Winfield is that much greater. Mm -hmm. I agree with that. I think he'll. I think he'll have some success. I think he had such a great year. I think that if he slightly underproduces, I think that's still a success because of how high level he was. But he's going to be such a huge piece. And if the Tampa Bay pass rush is the same as it was or even slightly a little off, but they're still a top five pass rush, I think it'll make his job all the more easier. No, for sure. I'm success as well. You play with the GOAT, you become the GOAT. (laughs) Success. <laughs> oh man, just that simple. Um, but Kev, I wanted to come with you first. 
um, for this next one because it is one of your Buffalo Bills, mm -hmm. and it's A.J. Epinesa. So I want to know what you think for a sophomore slump or success. I mean, what do you? how do you think I'm going to answer that, Steve? I mean, come on, obviously a success. But no, I'm just kidding. I mean, you know, I do think it's going to be a success. I Again, I the Bills' defense was good to start the year. I feel like they kind of faded away towards the end of the season and playoff time, but I do feel like they'll step up this year. Um, and Josh Allen's going to lead them to the promised land. I mean, what can I say? But expect a big year out of, uh, what is it, Epinenza? I, I still don't know how to pronounce <laughs> it. but yeah, Epi uh, yeah, I don't know. But, yeah, success. <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm going slump on this one. Uh, Boo! I just don't Boo! see. I just don't see where they've gotten better in free agency besides one wide receiver in Emmanuel Sanders, who I, I don't know will make as big of an impact. They're as just we think. that good. They don't yeah. need to get better. I, they haven't done anything on the defensive side. Uh, they have some guys coming back from opt out, but I mean, maybe another year on his belt will do him some good. Mm -hmm. I think he'll be better than last season, but not good enough to call it a success, especially for where he was drafted. And where he was supposed to be the sleeper of the draft, and right. maybe the Pats will get him. Maybe he'll go to the Steelers. You know, it, it really he's underperformed so far, and I, I I just have a hard time seeing it unless they get someone else on the other side of the line. Yeah, success is such like a hard. I guess it's to like quantify. a yeah. It, it's so hard, but. Right now, like, I just view him as, like, a role player, too, until he shows us otherwise. Mm -hmm. But the next sophomore slump for the defensive guys that we wanted to talk about or success is, is Trayvon Diggs from, from the Dallas Cowboys. And it pains me to say this, but I actually have um, some success coming for Trayvon Diggs. Uh, little, little Stephon Diggs. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> um, Diggs. The Diggs bros. Tay Diggs. But I... I as I said in the NFL uh, draft episode, you guys are going to have to check out our NFL mock draft that me and Lou did. I also have the Cowboys getting Patrick Sertain there at 10. So having Patrick Sertain, Trayvon Diggs across from him, I think that's going to be a great secondary pairing. Um, we obviously know the Cowboys can draft defensive backs with uh, Chidobie Awuzie, who's also a, a very good defensive back. They had Byron Jones, mm -hmm. um, who left to get a lot of money with, with the Miami Dolphins. But, um, yeah, I think Trayvon Diggs is going to be a, a great player in this league. And it, it pains me to say that as a uh, as a Giants fan. Wow, I almost said Cowboys fan. Wow. Ooh, I could throw up right we now. We would have had it on video, too. Oh, man. But success. Yeah, I Steve, I say success conditionally, though. If they get another corner like Farley or Sertain, I think it's a success. But if he has to stay there as their number one, it's I tough. don't think he succeeds. Yeah, it's In tough. that division, not a chance. If Philly gets a wide receiver, Washington has two good receivers now. And then when you think of it, it's just like even the Giants have wide receivers now. Yeah. Like in Both plethora. Of them. You know what I mean? So I think it's just going to be tough. Yeah. But they need to get the corner, and then it's a success. If not, slump. So it's conditional. Yeah, I'm kind of with Lou on that, I feel like. Because I feel like if you give them, you know, someone on the other side, like you said, Steve, if your prediction comes right, they do get a guy like Sertain. I think that can help him a lot more. And I still don't know if I would say that even if they did get both of them or if they did get Sertain and had both of them, if the Dallas Cowboys defense would be good. You know what yeah, I mean? That yeah. would still be a stretch. But I definitely think Diggs is one of the – few maybe only bright spot on that Cowboys defense right now so like you said if they can get someone to pair with them that's at least a start and then you gotta you know work your way into other positions on the on the defensive end of the ball no absolutely and and now with our last defensive sophomore slump of success guy um we're gonna take this to Jacksonville and Jacksonville has a lot of control over this NFL draft um we obviously know that they're trying 
um, or rumored to take Trevor Lawrence there. They had Gardner Minshew. Um, they invested on that offensive side of the ball, but they've drafted a lot of uh, good defensive prospects over the past. So, Lou, I want to know what you think of Kalevon Chason. All right, so Kalevon Chason, I think he's going to be great next season just from the fact that the Jaguars actually believe they can win now. They have a coach that's known for being tough on players and really toughening them up and getting the best out of them. With Urban Meyer, the offense is going to be way better. And on top of that, dude, they know how to develop talent on the defensive side of the ball. That just is what it is. If this was a tight end we were talking about, I'd be like, all right, I'm all out on him. (laughs) Or even a safety, you know what I mean? I feel like that's the one position they haven't really slam dunked on so far. But I think he'll be good. I just think he needed to be groomed and in a winning environment, which hopefully Trevor Lawrence will bring with Urban Meyer. Winning culture. Yeah, I'm, Lou, I'm with you on this one too. I definitely think uh, I definitely think success for Chase on. And like you said, just they're just building. You know what I mean? Jacksonville's building. Obviously, we're all predicting them to draft Trevor Lawrence, so that's a huge start, like you said, on the offensive side of the ball. And you know, I tend to think, like you said, Trevor Lawrence is going to bring that kind of winning culture along with Urban Meyer and that, you know, kind of, you know, not win now mode, but like we're the next young team up. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah, and sure. I think for a guy like Chase on you, like you said, that that would be great for his attitude, for his mentality. And Jacksonville's defense, I mean, realistically, is one of the best young defenses in the league. You know what I mean? Up and coming. So he's one of the biggest parts of that. And I think, you know, like you said, with a year under his belt and them just building on both ends of the ball. They're in win now mode, and I think he's gonna he's gonna benefit from that. So success. Yeah, he definitely can. Success. And I'm gonna tell you guys why I'm saying slump. And okay. I, I I don't think it's because he's not going to have the chance to excel. But I think there's guys on that team that have a similar role that may take advantage of that opportunity a little bit more. And I'm sure Lou, this is a name that you definitely know. But Josh Allen, Kev, you yeah. know that. Um, as your favorite quarterback, but I'm talking about defensive end uh, outside linebacker Josh Allen, who was also um, a first-round pick a couple years ago. And the kid's a stud. I mean, he gets after the passer. He's already had double-digit double sack season. So that's the reason why I'm saying that he – kind of goes in that slump direction because you know they already have their productive not saying that you can't have two d- productive pass rushers but I don't think Caleb on chase on is going to be the guy that's going to excel in that mm-hmm. with that but guys that's going to wrap things up for our NFL defensive sophomore slump of success let us know what you think of um, this episode and all the content we've been coming up with recently 15,000 downloads guys uh, make sure you celebrate Woo! that with us uh, your favorite podcast is finally reaching 15,000 that's definitely a huge accomplishment and guys I don't know if I ever thought we would we would make it to a thousand so forget mm-hmm. about 15,000 mm-hmm. yep. um, for, for to celebrate we're giving away 15,000 yen <laughs> 15,000 yen on uh, myspace go check it out if you can guess Kev's top five song list <laughs> from 2009. You win the fifteen thousand yen. Wow! And and Kev's paying you the yen. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right, but it's out of loose pocket. <laughs> From Kev's bank account. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if it ain't five stars, we don't want it because we don't deserve anything less. Peace.